What's up, guys? It's Paddy from GorillaCast here. Uh, just giving you a bit of an intro into episode two of the GorillaCast podcast. Uh, we called this episode Cupcake because myself and Luke Leadham sat down with Carly Cupcake Gangel from Boar's Martial Arts. Um, if you're listening to this episode, surely you know who Carly is. But if you don't, um, Carly was a very successful fighter um, in Muay Thai and now she's becoming a very successful coach and also a very successful promoter. She started up her own uh, fight show here in Adelaide called Pride Fight Series. She's had two events so far, and both of them have been very successful. Um, they're very high level, very well run, very professional. She's done an awesome job. So basically, she's just killing it across all fronts. So it made sense for us to bring her in as the first, the very first guest for Gorilla Cast, um, and have a chat with her about everything to do with fighting, promoting coaching and all sorts of other stuff in between um we did vent some frustrations i guess you could say in this episode uh because i myself have had a little bit to do with promoting shows as well so myself and carly did vent a little bit about certain frustrations we've had with trainers and fighters pulling out or changing their changing their minds about certain matchups and yada yada but we didn't name any names we didn't single anyone out we didn't attack anybody so if you did listen to this and you feel like we're talking about you Please don't get offended and take it personally because I know I don't have any personal issues with anyone in this scene and neither does Carly. We were just venting frustrations and like I said, we didn't name any names or single anyone out anyway. So without giving much else, too much else away, um, I'll let you guys listen to the episode and hope you enjoy it. So yeah, hope you enjoy the episode two of the Gorilla Cast podcast with Carly Cupcake Gangel. Carly Gangel. Ooh, let's start with getting my last name. What right? is it? How do you how do you pronounce it? I don't even know. Gangel. Gangel. There you go. Okay. All right. There you go. Kickstart the podcast. Hope everyone learns something. That's a good start. Learn something new every day. All right, all right Carly Gangel. Let's all right. Let's try that again. Your weapon. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just finish your work at the gym for the morning. Time to start my weekend. <laughs> how was uh? How was Pride? Pride was good. Um, it's probably the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. There's a lot of moments where I go, why am I doing this? But I think it turned out okay <laughs> from yeah. the looks of it. I was actually spewing I didn't go because um, it did look like it was... And I heard a lot of good a lot of good things about it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think it went well, ran pretty smoothly. And I think the, the show itself was seemed to run well a few solid fights and then a few quick knockouts as well yeah. so there was yeah. a few split decisions on there wasn't there was yeah it? there was actually yeah yeah production value looked pretty good as well yeah it looks like you you do a really good job of it oh thanks it yeah we put i put a lot of effort in like it's you can tell yeah i spent hours sure. and hours like putting just the little things together so i really hope it looks like there's a bit of effort there because it, it's the little things that make a big difference like i remember like when i did brossa earlier this year yeah i come up with the idea to put like the gym logos on the on the wall give give everyone their own space yeah like in the warm-up rooms and everyone and like the little you know id tags and stuff yeah and that's an awesome cards. idea yeah and like i got heaps of good feedback just from those little things mm-hmm. um you know fighters and trainers coming up to me like oh it's all those little things that make us feel like you know you actually want us on the show or like we actually want to be here yeah um so i think if you do put in a lot of those little, little extra things people like they love it yeah that's it yeah, I really like the, the 
the tags that you did for the fighters and trainers, they looked awesome. Yeah. They looked real professional. Yeah, that was just sort of like last minute and knocked that up. Eh? Yeah. I think we were cutting them up on the day of we the way. We were cutting them up on the way, yeah, putting them together. It's always the way. Yeah, yeah. Last minute, you're like, oh, shit, I should probably do that before yeah. we go to the venue. We told yeah. you, we wing it all. We wing hey, it all. I just wing yeah, life, so man. Like my whole life, I just wing that shit. But I think that's how everything pays off. You have to sort of take chances to... To get anywhere. To get anywhere. You've got to risk it to get the biscuit. You do. That's my saying. Right. That was yes. my saying <laughs> pride. We risk it to get the biscuit. Well, you have to. It worked. Could you be a to. flop, could be great. That's you right. Know. What, what's exactly like, being a promoter though, is it the fighters, like getting fighters matched up and the pullouts and the all that kind of, is that the hardest part or is it actually putting together the production of the show? Oh, to be honest, I reckon it's the show. So yeah. worrying about all the little things, like for me, like going through the government regulations and making sure, you know, everything's done properly. Yeah. So if something goes wrong, you know, my ass is covered. Mm. I think that's been the hardest thing for me. But as well, the last minute pullouts are really hard to deal fuck. with. Yeah, yeah it's, it's terrible. And, you know, sometimes people pull out for... No. Terrible reasons. Terrible, yeah, reasons. terrible reasons. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, you have no idea how much this affects like the opponent yeah. and trying to find them another one. But I mean, it's that's probably why not that many people do it is because it's really challenging. It so. is, and like when I did Barossa, I had people change weight with like a couple of weeks ago. Oh no, we want to fight lighter now. I'm like, mm-hmm. you fuck, kidding, man. I've already got your match up. Yep. Like, and then I got to get in touch with their, the you know, the other guys' trainer and be like, mm-hmm. listen this matchup's not good anymore because they want a different weight and then yeah. that causes chaos this guy can't like, make that weight yeah no because yeah. they wanted to go lighter yeah, exactly he can't so then I, I, I then i'm like oh can your guy cut any more weight and he's like nah like this is the weight we agreed on i was like i know i'm fucking i'm hearing you man <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm oh fucking yeah hearing you. yeah and then you've got the trainers that i shit you not argue over 0.2 of a kilo and yeah. it's like if it's not for really? a title, who gives a fuck? That's it, that's it. And it's like, I, I don't know how you did Barossa, but I tried to keep them in weight divisions for something, you know, a little bit different. Yeah. And just, you know, trainers going, oh, we don't want to be in a weight division. And it's like, well, if you're in every other combat sport, you know, they've got, yeah. everyone's got a set weight division. And I think we should probably be moving more towards that. But, you know, trainers are like, oh, that's 300 grams over what we want to fight. And you're yes. like... Get over it. Well, they've like, been, doing, they've been doing set weight classes for so long. They're like, "Who's this young girl coming in telling us how <laughs> yeah, to weigh in?" Yeah. Like, it's like, "Well, yeah, it's but, your show." But I mean, like, you're just going by the MTA, aren't you? You're just going by the yeah. MTA. Like MTA is pretty strict, and they're but they're just trying big. to bring structure about it now. That's it, and I think that you know, if Muay Thai is going to get to the point of like UFC, which let's be honest, it probably won't. Yeah, but. The reason it's gotten big is because there's structure, there's exactly. rules, and you've got to stick to your weight yeah. divisions, you know. Like, I think for a while in Muay Thai, you know, and I've done it as well, you've got so much flexibility with your rules, your rounds, your Weights, weight, and yeah. it's it's like having too much freedom. Yeah, so yeah. I think having that those set divisions, people are, like, wigging out about it. Mm. And it's like, well, technically that's how it should be. Yeah, and, yeah. like, you know, when, you, when we did that MTA seminar the other week that you organised which was fucking awesome I was actually pretty like I agree with Pinky on when he said that it was bullshit how many people didn't turn up I think it was bullshit too like there was only a handful of us really and yeah. um, I thought it was awesome I, I learned heaps from that and I really like what the MTA is doing where they're like 
you can't compete for titles unless you're ranked. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's not like you can't just go fucking like Oprah just handing out fucking title. You get a title, you get, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, you just lost it. three fights in a row. Mm-hmm. He gives a fuck. He's a belt. You know, fight for a belt. I think the MTA's got that right. I think we definitely need mm. a bit more. I mean, but back when we were fighting, titles did mean a little bit more. It was mm. harder to get state yeah, title, mm. state title shots. We had yeah. some murderers though as well that had some of those yeah. titles as well. Whereas yeah. You, you get the you do definitely do get fighters now that you're like wow they're amazing like they definitely are mm-hmm. but you get guys that are like I didn't know he had a belt I've never even heard of them or yeah yeah or well, they've had like three fights and you're like yeah. how do you have a belt yeah that's right and yeah some of the the quality of some of the title fights too was like title mm-hmm. fights used to be like man this is you're gonna be some high level shit you're gonna mm-hmm. watch a high level fight. And some of the title fights. No offense to any of the guys that fight for titles, because fuck, I'd get a, I'd go for a title or two if I had three fights and someone offered me a belt. Yeah, get, yeah. Of course, oh, as, a, as a fighter, you're gonna take you're gonna any opportunity. You'd be any mad not to take it, yeah. you know. But I think, yeah, I think promoters, as promoters, they need to be a little bit more hesitant of just giving them out all the fucking time. Mm. You know, you want to see high level guys. It's no good for the, the state either. Like if we've got champions here that go and fight a champion from Queensland, and like. You're gonna be in for a bad time if yeah. you're not ready to fight on that level yet. Yeah, that's so. right. yeah, absolutely. I agree. But I think yeah, MTA's got it got it right. You know, they are strict and when I put a couple of title fights on Pride, like the application process, they do full background checks on these fighters and I think that's awesome because yeah. you know, if you're fighting for one of those titles, you deserve to be there, you're gonna be fighting someone that deserves to be there. And if you win it, well, you can call yourself Mm-hmm. like a champion that's I right. think that's pretty awesome it's legitimacy to the to the actual belt yeah. and to the yeah. fighter as well which I think sort of SA has maybe lacked for a little while now so it's been a quiet period really mm. for Muay Thai the last few years this is yeah. definitely the busiest I've ever seen this yeah mm-hmm. as yeah. far as shows and fighters and gyms and like when I first started there was like a fucking handful of gyms Mm. That's fuck all, really. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It was you saw Flind, Flinders were just killing everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was Flinders, yeah. literally. You get Gary Williams maybe out of Axis, Axis yeah. but you know it was all pretty much that was they were the gym to compete with. Flinders, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and everyone's just sort of growing. And now there's fucking nearly every fight show I look through fight cards. I'm like, was that an interstate gym? Like I yeah. see a gym on there. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And they're from SA. Yeah, right? and I'm like, where yeah. the fuck do they yeah. train? Like, you know, yeah, but it's good. It is good. It is good. I don't know if you guys got it when you decided to start up the Blitz again, but so many people said to me, there's not enough fighters in SA for another promotion. You're wasting your time. Like, since we've had more shows, there have been so many fighters stepping up. Fighters are coming back to the ring because there's more opportunity. Like, I think SA is absolutely booming right now. Like, we've got so much talent actually Mm. around. Like, I think SA is in a good position to start competing with other states yeah. again because it was pretty quiet no. for a while there. Um, yeah, I think earlier this year we proved that it was fine because we had Barossa Combat Sports and Pride mm-hmm. all within six weeks. Yeah, all within like two weeks. And, and everyone's you know as promoters we all supported each other. Yeah. You know, I you know I don't know if you guys did, but I was like sharing matches yeah. with like the other promoters and stuff. And yeah, well, me and you were constantly yeah. contacting each other about pullouts and possible. yeah, that's it. So. That's how we get it done. And really. all, all the cards were stacked, all the fights were great, all the crowds were fucking packed. Like, mm-hmm. I think... And we were, like, all at each other's shows, yeah. you know? Like, there mm. was no... Animosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. We all just support each support other. Each and other. every one of those shows boomed that close together. And I think that kind of says a lot. Yeah, I think there was... Because I did see a bit as well, like, a few... You had 
sort of backhanded comments and shit on Facebook like oh you know they're too close together three shows within six weeks but it's like gives a fuck you know if it's gonna grow you gotta t- you gotta take chances like that That's you have it. to do it yeah. If, if you don't roll the dice, and how the fuck are you ever gonna let it pay off? You know, well, if it if it flopped, it flopped, but it didn't. So you know, mm-hmm. I try to good. look at the and the way we I think we should do it in SA as well is like definitely we all fight each other, but like you just usually use these shows to build up our fighters in SA, mm. and then we go and take on the rest of the country and yeah. bring in these interstate. Like we should all be working together to to build our fighters up and figure out who is the top of the bunch, and then. We start mm-hmm. working it out from there. It's, we shouldn't all be against each other. It's I don't know why it's been that way. I don't know why some trainers and fighters do look at it that way. To be honest, mm. I don't. I think it's changing. Though. Yeah, I think. it is getting like, better. Few, yeah, there's a few people in the mix that are really changing up, and I think some people are going to be in their set ways forever. Forever, that's yeah. can't change them. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, like for some of us that get involved in like the interclub sparring and we go and visit mm-hmm. each other for sparring, you know, like our fighters are benefiting from that. And yeah, 100%. people aren't into it, well, I mean, their fighters are kind of missing out, so. Yeah, and there is gyms out. I've asked to go to gyms before and been told that they don't take outside sparring. Yeah, and, I've had the I same. I was like, okay. That's just crazy in my opinion. Like, what, why? Well, you're going to share your secrets, you know, like, it gives a shit, because sparring means fucking nothing anyway, you that's know? That's it, and no, like, how many people actually fight the exact same as how they spar? Exactly, that's what I mean, like, yeah, no I know of guys that have sparred each other, and one guy has beaten the crap out of the other guy every time they've sparred, but then they've actually gone and fought each other, and the other guy has beaten the fuck out of the other guy, like, it's completely different, you can't, mm. you don't learn shit from sparring. Yeah. yeah, sparring means nothing. I don't know why people are so sort of secretive. Like Brian's uh, the perfect example of that. Yeah, Brian, Brian spars yeah. like the nicest person in the world. <laughs> yeah. and you fight him. He's, he's trying to murder demon. him. Yeah. Five yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Um, yeah, because I remember people saying that about you know when he was coming to our gym for sparring, and, and they're like, "Oh, you and you and Luke do pretty well sparring, Brian." I'm like, "Yeah, but he's different when he fights. Yeah, man. He's he's, he's a hard guy to mm-hmm. fight because he's just super tough." And he's the type of type of guy that when he gets hurt and shit, you know, like he fights harder. He fights harder. The more tired you get, and the more hurt he gets, he fights harder. And that's a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, he's impressive. That fight at uh, at Barossa, four. Oh, yeah. So yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. That was a shout real... out to Brian. Yeah, one, <laughs> yeah. real crowd pleaser. Yeah. That, that whole fight. Like, yeah, really good. I think a lot of fights on that card were were pretty were pretty good that way. Yeah. Like, um, was the other one? Stephen Brown and Brody Collins. Oh, that, that was a brilliant fight. That was real back and forth. And there as well. was one. Um, uh, Team Sky. Um, Kai Porter. Kai Porter. Kai Porter. Porter. And and Jones. Boys. Yeah. I reckon I was. I would put that down to fight of the night. Just yeah. given how young they are, yeah. how skilled, skilled yeah. and how back and forth it was. Like I was sitting there going, I don't even know which way yeah. this is going right now. Yeah. Well, Tash is always on at me, like, "Oh, can you try and find Kai?" Sometimes I'm like, "I'll." fucking try my hardest to get Kai it's hard because it is hard because he is young and because of his size now too because he's fucking big now mm-hmm. like, he is he, he is at Barossa he fought at I think it was like low 60s but now he's like um, Tash was like oh no nah, he can't fight it that weight again because he's put on a heap of weight because mm-hmm. he's becoming an adult yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but he's, yeah, he's yeah he's tall and he's strong he's big yeah, I mean he could fight men to be fair oh absolutely I've seen him spar with men and do Fucking fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a tough. He's skilled boy. too. Like, yeah, not only skilled, tough, yeah. but he's he's got the skill there. Yeah, you can tell Dane trains him as well. He's got he's very got Dane style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. similar style to Dane. Similar style to Dane. Yeah, loves those round kicks. Yep. Nah, it's a good day. 
It's good. There's a lot of good young fighters. Mm. Yeah. It's good, and I think we need to put a bit more. I think the fact that there's a lot of junior matchups getting made now is awesome. Fucking five years ago, you just didn't see it mm-hmm. ever. There were no. I don't remember another junior when I was a junior fighting. No, like, no. I don't think I was ever matched with a junior in SA. No. Always had to fight adults. Wouldn't well, you'd have to like it as well, seeing girls like Mia and Talia and stuff is, coming up, it's and they're so, so awesome. good. Yeah. It is so awesome, and. Like, it's a lot of cards in our 50% male, 50% female. Like, I think our female scene's grown and it's... And some oh, of the female fights are girls. fucking good. They yeah. are. Like, <laughs> like, some of them are sitting there like, fucking, oh, these girls are... Yeah. You know. At Knees of Fury, when we were commentating, like, the girl fights around Knees of Fury, they're yeah. fucking They hectic. set it up well. Yeah. And, and just, the, like, Tali in the first fight, like, the, the fight they put on was awesome. And then you get two fights later... Mia Prada and that uh, the interstate yeah. and she's yeah. throwing spinning kicks and and then Rachel Kavanagh's fight with mm. that chick yeah, that, that was, was fucking great as well yeah. like your fight your fight Thanks, yeah <laughs> <laughs> man she was awkward though hey oh yeah. that, do you know that was probably the hardest technical fight I've had because yeah. I didn't know what was happening because like. she was throwing kicks like footy kicks did but, you hear our commentary of your fight like I did, did you, afterwards and I was just because we could what. see how awkward she was to fight like you could tell things were coming from weird angles she never threw like the same technique the same twice either she was just throwing things from all over the place yeah. just the way she stood was like, yeah the move was hard because it was really different yeah. and I went back to the corner after the first round and I was like what have you got for me because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am I am so blank but it was just hard like I just they just said you know stay on the back foot and just try and pick off yeah, those openings you know, you fighting wanna... technical people is e- like not so easy, but it's easier because they throw yeah. things that you know they're going to throw, and they're clean as well. Yeah. So it's kind of you know it's easy to catch it. Or it's check easy to it, get in your but... rhythm as well. Like when you find someone who's, or even sparring someone who's fucking awkward. awkward as fuck, and they're throwing weird shit all the time, and they're just constantly throwing something. It's like it's hard to even find a rhythm. So it's yeah, hard to even get relaxed and get comfortable. Yeah. It's just. Inspiring new people. You always get injured sparring new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, th- they throw weird shit. And you're kicking elbows yeah. and knees and shit. Yeah, but that's like when you watch fights and, you know, like the half uncoordinated fighter wins and you're like, oh, it shits you off because they won, but they're actually not the better fighter. Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. Like the person with all the clean technique and you're like, oh. They're just yeah. fit <laughs> yeah. and walking forwards and, and getting it done. Yeah. Awkward as fuck. That... Um, the girl that Rachel Kavanagh fought as well, she was weird because she was like yeah, side to side head movement all the time. Real and, different, like yeah. All, but they all came from Bali anyway. Yeah, they yeah. did, and I think Oscar that fought Tom. He was hell clean, but clean. Yeah. he was hell clean. But he, he was, was even when he came over last time to Adelaide, and I think he fought Matt, Matt Stevens. Yeah. Like just his boxing, like how sharp and clean, and it's just Matt is so difficult because Matt understands distance so well, and he's and so. He sits you outside range because he likes to fight at long range, obviously. Mm. He's so good at long range. But then once you get into that mid-range boxing range, he just, like, all of a sudden closes the gap on you so you can't get anything off. He's mm. so good at that. Yeah, he, he is. He nullifies people just, like, really. And you don't really understand how good he is until you watch, like, how good he was against Oscar. And then yeah. you watch Oscar fight Tom. And it was mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it puts it into and you're like, wow, that's yeah. what he's capable of. Yeah. Like, but obviously, Matt didn't let him have that, that distance to get those... Real big exactly, because I've I've watched Matt fight with people who don't really know what they're watching. They're like, "Oh, why isn't the guy doing anything?" You know, the guy that's fighting Matt is always pushing because Matt's always on the back foot, mm. and he's like, "Why isn't he doing anything?" He just gets close to him and just sort of freezes up. And I'm like, "It's because Matt doesn't let him." 
You know, and then, then, you know, they're moving forward and then bam, yeah. there's a nice spinning kick to the rib exactly. and it's all over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, he, and he, everything he throws, just he throws fucking hard too. Even his hands, he's yeah. got a lot of power. Yeah, it's, it's from the outside looking in, if you don't really know what you're watching, you, it does look frustrating sometimes mm-hmm. when you watch guys fight, man. But it's just the way, it's just because of how good he is. Yeah, it's, I love watching him fight. I think it's, you never know what you're in for. Like, there's always... Yeah, you know, something something a bit different, but um. Now he's in glory. Yeah, that's yeah. real exciting. That's pretty Looking cool. Looking forward to seeing all that unfold. Yeah, and... hopefully he gets a a decent matchup, not like someone who's like way they don't out do of a one championship. To yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just feed him to the little yeah. ducks, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, I think even if they did, it'd be sweet. Yeah, like, I think he'd I think be... he'll adapt and yeah. just take it to anyone. I can't see him getting absolutely smashed. No way. I can't think he works too way too hard. Like he's his work ethic is just insane. Yeah. And like I think he's, he's an got athlete. I think he's got the perfect relationship with Jeremy and Richie as well. Mm. I think all three of them when they work together seems to be like a like a really good good mix, like a good blend. Yeah. Of how they all think and how they all sort of go about their coaching yeah. and I mean Richie's good. I've worked with Richie before. I don't, I've, yeah, he's I've, I've never really worked with Jeremy, but I've obviously know he's a fucking good coach. Mm. We were pretty much under Alan for a long time. Berklin Kim was there and things like that. I think he spent heaps of time through Flinders, yeah. I reckon, back in the day. Mm. He got most of his experience through that. So yeah, I don't know if he ever fought. Oh, I remember him saying he had fought, but I think he got a pretty bad injury. I think it maybe his knee, and that took him out of his fight career, I yeah. think. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. I do remember him saying something like that. So I think he did have a few fights. I'm sure we'll find out otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. comment on it. Yeah, no, we got yeah. that wrong. We'll figure it out. So what's next for you then? Oh. You can run on the city to bay. Yeah, I've got the city to bay tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, Fuck that. <laughs> with one ankle. Yeah, yeah with yeah. One, one ankle. Is it still fractured? Yeah, it's got it's got a, I think he said a, ca- the doctor said a callus on it. So it's like healing over. Yeah. Um, but when I first did it, obviously it cracked, but then through my fight prep, it slightly healed because Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't kick for ages and I rested it. So I think it's healing up now. It's probably not as bad as what it was now, but signed up to a, to a half marathon in New Zealand (laughs) in November. So that's next for me. But in terms of Muay Thai, I think the rest of the year is going to be committed to coaching, getting, getting the amateurs a few more fights before the end of the year so that's going to take up a lot of time and it just for those listening that don't know Carly fought with a fractured ankle <laughs> yeah so if you're thinking about pulling out of a fight because you got a cold don't oh, be a bitch no, maybe <laughs> let's <laughs> this was my little thought when people pulled out on pride and they had the worst reason I was just sitting there going Look, I don't want to tell you you're weak, but <laughs> I kind of do. I just fought with a fractured <laughs> fucking ankle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Suck it up. I've, I've had a cold for a few days. Uh, oh, mate. So if you're too tired at work and you feel like you can't train hard enough, maybe think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, Zach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate He's not here to defend himself. himself. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> so do you even do you actually get to enjoy pride very much being oh. obviously promoting it or is it too um, much stressing out making sure everything's running probably the first half of the show is absolutely hectic like i'm a bit of a perfectionist i'm running around i want everything to be perfect but you had fighters on as well eh yeah yes did you have to was... corner them as well yeah yeah well 
Shout out to my fighter, Penny Godfrey. She didn't even get me out the back for a warm-up. Oh, I had shit. to wow. get one of the boys to do it, but I ended up cornering for it. But it was just so hectic. And, like, on the night, you think you're going to be, like, just making sure everything's in place, but you're dealing with stupid people who <laughs> got stupid questions and some trainers that are just, say like... Bring, like they're like come here come here we need you and it's for something like really stupid and you're like where's the water oh yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's like it's in that big bucket with the sign above it that yeah. says water yeah but, oh. yeah I had so when we did Barossa obviously like I did all the matchups so then a lot of people thought that I was in charge of like the whole show mm-hmm. so I'm rocking up there you know I'm focused on my guys because obviously I had Zach and Luke on. Yeah. And then I'm getting asked like a million questions as soon as I get to the venue. Where's this? Where's that? Where, where do we get this from? I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no I, I don't even know myself. Like I can't even point you in the right direction because I don't even fucking know. Yeah, and then we had um, a gym there from the Riverland that came in short notice um, to fight one of Miles' boys. And they had no idea. They'd never had anything to do with shows before. They had no oh, idea wow. what they were doing. And... They asked me what they needed to bring to wrap hands and stuff, and I told them. But then I rock up to the venue, and they're sort of sitting there, and I was like, oh, do you guys have, like, did you bring anything? Did you bring tape, anything? They're like, oh, nah. And I was like, when's your guy on? And I looked at the card, and he was in, like, two fights. And Mm. I was like, I gave him some stuff, and then went to run back to to my guys. But then they're sort of just sitting there, and I was like, do you know what you're doing? And they were like, nah. And I was like, fuck's sake, come here. So I fucking, <laughs> I, I had to wrap his hands. Oh, no. Like, like when he was due to go on in like two fights. And then I got, and while I'm sitting there wrapping his hands, I've still got people coming up to me going, where's this, you know, where do we do, where do we go for this? And I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Hectic. Yeah. But it was good because I had like Tom and Benny and all that helping out. The yeah. And Kristen yeah. as well jumped on board and helped out. Yeah, you need you need those people that just jump in and help. You yeah, know? yeah. Kristen... She she didn't have a set job for the night, but then when she got there, we were like, look, you can take care of all the fighters in this corner and make sure they got gear like mm. gear and stuff and they know where to go when they come out to the ring. And she was like, yep, no worries, jumped on it. So that took a bit of a, a stress off, which was good. But yeah, it's, fuck. It's, it's, it's another level, isn't it? It's like chaos. people, I don't think people realise what goes into putting a show together. Like, oh, I honestly didn't know, and then I started and I was like, well, shit, time yeah. to work it out. But it's just... Like every little thing that you've got to think about to get it together, like it's it's pretty hardcore. And then, you know, you get some fighters that don't even really come and say hello. They don't say thank you or yeah. anything. And you're like, Pff. but then you know you get the fighters that come up and they're so appreciative yeah. of of getting the opportunity to fight and yeah. whatnot, and they say thanks. And you you're like, that's what makes it worth it. Yeah. Those handful of people that really appreciate yeah. all the effort you go to yeah well i've definitely got a like a handful of fighters in mind i'm definitely going to look to get back on the mm-hmm. roster when we do it in december because yeah on the night they were like oh man this was awesome mm-hmm. like we want to be on the next one so like i've got a list in my head of guys yeah that I'm, I'm gonna get back and do you feel that like as a promoter now i'm kind of like i don't actually care if you're the best of the best if you're a dick. It, yeah, if you're a dick <laughs> you're and you're a like a an, an little 
ungrateful shit. Yeah, <laughs> You're then, not. Yeah. I won't bother matching nah, you again. Like nah. you don't. It's, no it's hard enough as it is without having to work with people being difficult. Yeah, and you want to give the opportunities to the fighters that are grateful for it. And, you know, same thing with the trainers. Like, some trainers are on board and they're like, if you need any help or, you know, like, they just make your job really easy. Mm. And then you get some trainers, and I hope you know that I'm talking about you, trainers. (laughs) (laughs) But you just make the job so difficult and it's, you know, it's hard enough as it is. You don't need people making it hard for your staff and stuff. Like, yeah, don't be an arsehole when your fighters get fights. Yeah. Or yep. changing their minds a couple of weeks out about different things. And it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like, for fuck's sake, You're not man. skilled enough that you can be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, realistically, it. we don't even really have any, like, world champs in no, SA at the moment, anymore. right? Yeah. So you don't have to act like you've got a stable full of fucking world champions. Like, yeah, fuck's sake, man. Do, We're all, like, we've all got day jobs. Yeah, and we're fighting yeah. as a fucking hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all just trying to put something yeah, yeah, together yeah. so that these fighters get Fuck, a shot. Man. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. That some people ask for way too much. Yeah. Like I had people ask for purses for people having their first, second, third fights, nah, and I'm man. like, nah. I paid for myself to travel around yeah. and get fights, and like, yeah, I felt poor a lot. One of the thing time, we but... cop as well, being up from where I am. So especially when I was training. And eight weapons with Kev were even further away from the city. Mm. When we did organise things in the Barossa and stuff, we had, we got people like, oh, you know, we don't want to travel up there for the weigh-in. It's like, cunt, we fucking travel everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, we drive fucking everywhere without second, like, without asking. We don't whinge. We don't complain. Like, we drive if, oh, the weigh-in's on the other side of the city. Yeah, no worries. We'll be there. You know, that's how it was. That's just We just accepted that, that if we wanted to fight, if we wanted to do it, then we just fucking do it, you know? It's not, and yeah, so it really irks me when, especially when I was organising Brossa and I had people whinging about the distance for the way and everything. I was like, suck it up, man. You know? It's not that far. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's and, really Because I had some people ask for a, a couple of people ask for split wanes and that. And I was like, no, we're just not doing it. And I refused. I was like, we're not doing it. We're just not doing a split wane. It's wane. really not that far. It's not. It's no. fucking like not we, that far. Like, we, our team, we just carpool, we drove up, drove home to watch the show. Like, not one person said, oh, wow, that's really far. It's like, there's a fight show on. It's in SA. We're going. Like, yeah. We're going support. So, and if you're fighting on it, you just do it. Yeah. Like. But yeah, and that, it's frustrating. But it's like it's good when people do just suck it up and fucking do it. You know, it's great. And they're the people you rematch <laughs> That's because exactly. it's like you know exactly. they just do it, yeah. make the job easy, and you know what? If you have to fly an opponent in for them, no worries. Like you don't even hesitate. Yes. Yeah. It's an easy job. Yeah. You don't ask the carnival to come to you when it's in town, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Then you look at other sports and, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but even BJJ, don't you have to pay to compete? Yeah, I like think in most the, sports some you of the have tournaments. To pay. I like, mean, just local footy, you have to pay to compete. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah, you pay your fees yeah. and shit. Yeah. And then people with fighting, they're like, no, you need to pay for this, 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 and this. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, no other sport is like that. So. Really and like I said, it. this isn't like we're not prize fighting, and we're fighting like on local country shows in Australia. That's uh, right, and the people think there's big money in it. Well, think again. Yeah. It's all for the love. That's yeah. right. We're Everyone's doing just doing this for the fucking money. Yeah. Man. Everyone's just doing it to give some fighters a go. Yeah. And like I said, that's what you do. You just that's what you do. If you want to do it bad enough, you just fucking do it. Just suck it up and do it. Like we had to. Yeah, like you said, want to fight, you just fight. Yeah, it's coming mm-hmm. from a fucking yeah. tiny ass, you know. And 
then you get into the, like because nowadays there's a lot more options obviously and there's a lot more um, things out there to build up like into clubs mm-hmm. you know because back obviously when we started fighting they didn't exist and now you've got gyms that are putting guys in for like five or six into clubs before they even put them in for a fight mm. guys that have trained for like seven years five or six years before they even have their first fight why? Like, why? That, I think if, that's the really hard thing with the interclubs because it's... Don't get me wrong, I love interclubs. I think they're a well, fucking we, wicked we idea. Mm. But we've got a rule in our gym that you're not going to do any more than two. Yep, that's, that's it. Fair. And if you want to take it further, you fight. And if you mm-hmm. don't, then you can just spar in the gym on Friday nights and that's it. Yeah, that's a good rule. If you want to compete so badly, then fucking fight. Mm. You know, that's it. You, you do two interclubs and, that, and that's it. No more. Yep. Oh, yeah, and fair. you don't do an interclub again if you've had a fight. If you've had an actual fight, you're not doing another interclub. Aspiring's yeah. much harder than interclubs. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fights eventually as well. We, yeah. We go. We have some hard nights and. And like, because like I said, I do think they are a great idea for people mm. that haven't had a fight. So you, yeah, you get in there and have one or two, and get you mm-hmm. get your confidence up, and then have a crack at the real thing. Because like I said, we didn't. Yeah, when I fought, I didn't. We didn't even know what a fuck weigh-ins and everything were we didn't know what or kev didn't know how to wrap hands or anything we just fucking jumped in yeah. first fight was knees of fury at the park for me yeah first, oh, that's yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah knees of fury 25 was my first fight um yeah we had no like like i said we were sitting out the back and kev was like shaking because he was so nervous and didn't know how to wrap hands and i'm sitting there getting my hands wrapped well he's like <laughs> and fucking sweating everywhere <laughs> you're like this is this is gonna be i mean yeah ralph me i'm in danger i'm just yeah yeah i'm just sitting there telling myself like this is fine this is fine i'm gonna be okay <laughs> yeah 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 it's definitely definitely coming a long way well yeah but i don't think people should take advantage of the opportunities like i said you know like don't do five if you haven't made up your mind by the first couple of interclubs then fighting's not for you yeah if you haven't worked out that you actually want to fight and and give it a crack then Mm. find another sport i think Um, it's hard as well because it's like how you said when you get in back in the day having your first fight both you're having your first fight now and I found that trying to match a few of the interstaters, you know, they've had 10-odd interclubs, putting him in with a first fighter who's pretty green from here. Yeah. And it's just not an even match-up. No. But I think a few of the states are now starting to count interclubs as an actual fight. Well, yeah. Because it's experience, so... Mm. Well, they should. And they should do that. Or like Take said, it into account, at yeah. least. Yeah. Or, or they should do that, or at least, like, like we have, like a rule. Like, you only do... Two interclubs uh, yeah. and you fucking fight. Well, two is um, a bit different to ten. You know? Exactly, that's yeah. what I mean. When you've had yeah. ten interclubs, you're pretty seasoned. Yeah, to getting in there. Yeah, and that's bullshit. And if you're having ten interclubs, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, there's no interclub belt. You're not. That's you're right. Like, that's why what I mean. are you beating well, up you know on what? some Don't guy? Don't say that in. because I bet I know, you yeah. one day there's going to be an interclub. That's what I mean. Like, if you haven't worked out by then that you actually want to have a fight, then fucking do something else, man. Go. You know, you haven't got the balls for fighting, really, in my opinion. You yeah. don't have the balls to fight, and if you haven't worked it out by then, mm. it's not the sport for you. No, if you've had ten into clubs, get the fuck out. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, nah. yeah, nah, nah. that's yeah. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. No, there's yeah. no, that's not happening. I think yeah. it's good that some of the states are probably counting the into clubs. So as a promoter, when they get the nominations, they have to yeah. state how many into clubs they've got. That's probably not about it. Yeah, I think yeah. definitely taking into account is mm. probably a good idea. And yeah. sure. it, like. Uh, giving false records and like Pinky spoke about it on the podcast with um, 
Brianna, mm-hmm. how he was like, you know, trainers lie about records as well to try and get an advantage. I think that's, that's, I agree with Pinky, it's fucking bullshit. Why yeah. would you even do that? Well, like, personally, I haven't even come across that, but I can imagine it happens. Well, they, they don't bring up, oh, that he's had like 10 boxing fights. Oh, I see, that's yeah, that one that thing. caught me out. Yeah. That caught me out. And like, because when you go to boxing, apparently you have to give all of your experience, whether it be MMA, like all that sort of stuff. Muay Thai should be the same. And then it's not like that in Muay Thai. And, you know, you're getting someone or you've had one Muay Thai fight. Well, no, what about the 15 boxing fights, the three MMA fights? Yeah. Like Experience is fucking experience, yeah, man. It doesn't matter what sport it's under. You know, and I think the results speak for themselves. Like they often just absolutely plough through opponents. And as a promoter, I sit there going... There was, there's experience there yeah. that I clearly didn't know didn't about. Know about. And yeah. I, I just think, is it really up to me to have to do a background check yeah. on fighters? Like then, trainers just be honest about where they're at. Exactly, because then as a promoter, it makes you look like a yeah, dick as well. Badly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Like, oh, you put together unfair matchups. It's like bullshit, you know? Yeah. Can only do what you're told. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And like, I think, I think all martial arts experience should actually count towards when you're matched up because yeah. like I said experience is still experience man. yeah and it makes Doesn't a huge matter. difference like, and it's not fair to the fighters like I think and the other trainer thinks they're being matched up against someone with like X amount of experience and then they get in there and later they find out all the other experience yeah. they've had and I'm just sitting and going oh yep. and I don't understand it because for me fighting is about testing yourself so What's the point in going in there and just laying a smackdown on some poor yeah. person that does isn't on your level? Like you're not you're not progressing, you're not getting anywhere by I doing know, that. Some people probably have a thing uh, for some that. Some people <laughs> yeah. 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 I understand yeah. that, but I don't know. I think they're obviously they're not real fighters. Don't get me wrong, gonna, everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to win. Like <laughs> of obviously course. you want to win. Yeah. Like, obviously you want to win, but you don't want to go around making it so that you're guaranteed it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like trying to pad your pad your record all the time. Like you still want to take tough fights. Yeah. Well, we've, I'm sure we've all had fights where it's you don't you didn't know where it was going to go at the end of the fight, and you get the win, and like it's, it's great. It's, well, you don't. It's and you're so like, much shit. When I so much better when, when I you, fought yeah. Tom Tom Boyle, that was I took that on short notice because I was meant to fight someone else. So I had I had two fights. I won my first two, and Tom had had two more than me. Yep. And we went to the Knees of Fury where you fought, Tom. Yeah. And because I was there watching my other opponent, mm-hmm. some other guy, he'd only had one or two fights. And I watched the guy that I was meant to fight, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, like, I'm pretty confident to fight him. And then I watched Tom beat Luke, and I was like, fuck, Tom's a beast. Because I remember sparring, me and yeah. Tom sparred each other as well when, when I was coming up for my first fight and beat the crap out of each other. And everyone sort of whispered down, like, oh, you guys would make a good matchup in the future, maybe. And then I think it was like two or three weeks out from Wyala. My Kev come around my house and he's like I got some bad news I was like what he goes oh your opponent's pulled out I was like fuck's sake he goes they got a replacement if you want it and I was like who and he's like Tom Boyle and I was like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> and I said I looked at Kevin I was like what do you think like do you reckon I'll be alright and he's like oh it'll be tough but I reckon you'll be alright so we're like fuck it you know he'd had more fights than me at that stage and I'd just seen him beat Luke and I was like ah fuck it let's do it and we beat the out of each other and mm, it was like that was a sick fight a three round split decision like he won on split decision and you know some people would just turn that down mm. they would have just turned it down they'd be like nah play it safe and try and find someone a bit closer a bit more you know but mm. it's like fuck it you want to fight you want to fight good people <laughs> yeah if you got confidence in yourself and you got confidence in your coach because I had confidence in Kev yeah you know like I asked Kev what do you think and he said I think you'll be alright so I was like alright we'll, we'll fucking do it then 
if you've got confidence, and as a coach as well, you should have confidence in your fighters to take those fights. Mm. That's it. And I mean, I think as a fighter, if you see your coach hesitate, well, immediately you just kind you of lose a bit it. of confidence yeah, exactly. and whatnot. But yeah. if your coach is like, nah, let's do it, well, it hypes you up and you're like, yeah, I'm ready for the challenge. I'll give it a crack. Yeah. And yeah, it's a good way to be. But like, even for pride, I had trainers say to me, that person's too tall my fighter and I'm just sitting there going they're the same weight yeah like I've literally fought one person my height everyone else have, has been so tall but I just have to accept that I've just got to deal with that like in my weight is. class yeah. but we've got weight classes not height classes yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know and I was like but that's where your style comes in like yeah when we train like yeah I've got a challenge of having to learn to kind of work on the inside avoid the elbows on the top of the head but yeah that's part of fighting, it's, like exactly. it's style versus style. Yeah, so. fighting's a, a puzzle. Like you're supposed to work out different body types and different fighting styles. That's part of the challenge. It's part yeah. of the, you know, it's part of the game. You know, yeah, it's fucking... And not oh, yeah, every that... tall fighter knows how to fight tall. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You might be able to go out there and just I've seen so many fights, tall guys getting knocked out by shorter guys. Like just getting knocked out. Like tall, height doesn't always mean that they're going to have a serious advantage over you. Yeah. They gotta learn how if to use it. If they know it. how to use it, well yeah. yeah, but sometimes they don't. That's right. But it's the same with, you know, shorter people. If they can use it, use their power, it's good. But if they can't, then you're mm. in a pretty shit position. Mike Tyson mm. was like five foot ten. Yeah. Fighting like six foot five, six foot six, like behemoths. Murky. And just <laughs> destroying everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't yeah, it's just the way it is. You work yeah. it out. You work out a style that works for you if you are a shorter person. You work out a style that works yeah, and just it. sort it out. I'm sure you guys have had fights, like I know I have, when you get in there and it's a really easy fight and it's just not worth it. Like there's no challenge and you yeah. just think, wow, I've just prepped that hard for for that. So, yeah. I, I was always, I don't know, because I remember when I ended uh, a fight in the first round and everyone was like, oh man, oh, isn't your training like that? You think it's a waste to train all that for like, a minute no, but didn't and I was like I was yeah. like nah <laughs> so yeah but if, if it's I like go a, in and, if it's a solid like you're yeah, a very yeah. credible fighter but you I was like if I could go like, in and fucking end every fight in five seconds I fucking would yeah, like and then, you know, then you don't have to last for five rounds yeah it's like just give me my money I'm fucking out of here <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like a, a time frame of how long you want to fight for and when oh, you want to that's a hard question to answer I think I just want to fight for as long as I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Like, I think if you asked me that a year and a half ago, I'd be like, I just want all the belts. Yeah. I want all the, the glory. But now I don't think I care as much so about much. that. Like, I, I lost a fight a few, couple of fights ago, and everyone was like, oh, how's it feel to lose? And I was like, yeah, it sucks, but it's fine. Mm. Like, yeah. I enjoy fighting. I genuinely enjoyed that fight, so yeah. I don't care. I'll get back in there. Um, but I think probably coaching is a bit of a love of mine now, so I'll focus yeah. on that. And then pride, I want to grow that and be a good promoter, so yeah. focus on that. And if fighting fits in there, that's great. If it doesn't, that's great too. So mm. it's not like I, like you know how it is. If you're not fighting, you're still coaching. You never feel like you're just not fighting. Yeah. You're still in the sport. You're still just as involved. Yeah. So... And just as important and relevant as well. Yeah, that's it. So I don't think if I did fully step back from fighting, I don't really feel like I'd be away at yeah, all. Like yeah, I still sure. train every yeah. day, still hitting pads and sparring with everyone. So. Yeah. yeah. 
It was the same with me. I mean, I if I didn't train, I'd fucking go mental. Yeah. I reckon I'd kill someone. I reckon I'd kill. I reckon I definitely would have killed someone by now. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely reckon yeah. you would have killed someone yeah. by now too. <laughs> I still try My every opinion. now and then. <laughs> I still, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get pretty worked up sometimes when I don't. Like the boys can see it if I haven't hit pads for a couple of weeks because I'm injured or whatever. I get pretty fucking aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the best person to be around sometimes. Yeah, it's a good stress release. Yeah, and it has been my stress release for 17 years, yeah. you know, so mm. when it's... and I But I never really looked at it that way. I never really looked at it as in like, oh, I, mean, I need to hit pads or I'm going to get aggressive. But it's just because it has been that stress release for me for so long yeah. that when I don't do it, I definitely notice. Like, I definitely notice when I'm not, you know. Mm-hmm. I do get a lot more on edge if I haven't fucking hit pads or done some form of training yeah i'm the same something that involves hitting anyway like, i don't i don't really get a release we've out of all been for doing a it we've all been doing obviously you grew up pretty much doing martial arts we yeah. all grew up doing martial arts it's like i don't know anything like i'm not good at any other sport yeah. i'm not no. like this is all i know how to do now so i was pretty like i was always not bad at every sport that i played like i played tennis i was pretty good at tennis um i did play footy and i had good skills as in footy, but I was never big. Oh I'm, yeah, like definitely, we're all athletic. I mean, mm. there's no doubt. But it's not. This is this is what we this and yeah. like this you is, can't. This is nothing yeah, else yeah. gives us like the the joy and the the outlet that what this does because it's just it's what we've done. Yeah, it's what we do. So, what made you guys actually want to start training? Like, I love hearing people's stories because everyone's so different. Ours are pretty much the same. I think picked on in school. Yeah, sick of getting bullied and needed a way to look after ourselves yeah I was like a small I was a small kid and I was an aggressive kid but I really? always I never would pick this <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah anyway <laughs> but I was into I was always into martial arts anyway like not martial arts as such but you know like Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles. Ninja, yeah. <laughs> and Mortal Kombat and Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Z. And, and all that shit so I always just wanted to find something to do to do something like that. Did you start in Muay Thai? Or yeah, you, yeah. Because where, where I was from, there wasn't anything to do. Back in Kapunda, there was there wasn't any. You know, there wasn't like you know, it's not like Adelaide where you can walk. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> nah, um, it's not like in Adelaide where you can go find a karate school or fucking yeah. you know like there was nothing around. So, but, but then glad you didn't take up karate, hey? Yeah, fuck karate. <laughs> um, but nah, um, yeah. And then my mate was just like, oh, my dad's does kickboxing like he said that he would train us like at our house if you want to do it I was like yeah right and I just did it that way but I, d- I never had the intention of fighting ever no. I didn't really like getting hit do you reckon I don't reckon a lot of fighters do like no. do you guys find the people that walk into the gym and they're like I want to be a world champ I want to fight and you're like right, you're not coming face. back then yeah. they get punched in the face and they're like fuck this or you yeah. put them through the pads one time you're like this is a fight round you put them through five or six on the pads real hard and they're like yeah maybe yeah hard. this is not and then, and then they the never days. come back no. and it's, but it's the ones that you know don't really want to ever fight yeah. and then one day they kind of go I reckon it's for me. And yeah. it's the nicest people too. It's like the funny totally. and the nice people that all decide yeah. they want to fight and all the angry uh-huh. people that come in usually or the hard like hard people that try and come in and be tough. It's like yeah. they're not the ones that can deal with you. They get hit in the face by a girl and they're like, oh, fuck. Mm. I, I, don't know I think there's I a lot of females like that because obviously now more girls are getting into it, but it's still a relatively new thing. And seeing some of these girls, like you guys have probably seen my 
fighter Penny, like yeah. little Penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so pretty and so tiny. And then you see how she fights and you're like, what? She's a savage. Yeah. 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 It's pretty awesome. I love seeing fighters like that who just would never pick them to and they just fight. beast. Yeah. Remember Joel Zulian? Yeah. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. I used to love him. He used to walk him. like glasses and yeah. you know, he was so and he quiet. Was so good. And then when he, he get in and he so was a good. fucking psycho. He was so good. <laughs> he was a psycho when he fought. Like totally like really Jekyll and Hyde, like proper Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Like at the weigh-ins and everything, he was so super quiet, walking around, looking at the ground, like with his glasses on. And then as soon as he got out there, he was a fucking savage. I get it all the time because I'm never serious about anything at all. And I just take the piss out of everything. And I never talk about the fact that I'm a fighter. And then people find out and they're like, I never would have picked it because you're like, you're never serious. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I don't like being aggressive. I just really enjoy people fighting. People just expect you to walk around and like, hate Beat, the world. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bash you and yeah. fucking do this. Like, nah. the, the amount of people I've spoken to that have hung out with fighters or in just in the culture and they're like it's nothing like i expected mm. like everyone's so nice and respectful and friendly and i was like i don't know it depends which gym you walk into. well that, that, i mean that's true but 90 percent of the time 90 yeah. percent. and i was like that's because everyone gets their fucking ass kicked yeah like everyone's up uh, everyone's been humbled yeah. at some yeah. point everyone's yeah. been humbled at some stage whether it's mm. in the gym or in the ring like everyone's had it we've all had it no one walks through their whole career with just whooping everyone yeah that's it you, you know you get whooped at some stage but like i said whether it's in the gym in front of five people or whether it's in the ring in front of like a couple thousand yeah yeah. Everyone cops it at some stage. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've certainly been... Like, because all the guys that train in our gym, obviously they see me as like, you know, when I spar with everyone, I'm sort of on the top on the top level. And then like, yeah. then they think, oh, I haven't had my ass kicked. I'm like, fuck, I've been in the gyms and just been bashed, yeah. man. Yeah. Bashed. Spent the whole night getting my fucking ass handed to me and come out just yep. being like, what the fuck? fuck do I do this? Yeah, totally. Why do I want to keep well, that's doing why this when, you, when Patty and I spar, the whole gym stops sometimes. Like when <laughs> we start to go hard, everyone's, because I think they're just not used to people actually hitting, like uh, people being able to yeah. land shots. I think it'd be pretty it. cool like, as well, seeing your coaches spar and being like, geez, like, yeah. you know, that's what we could be. That'd be pretty cool to, to see. But yeah. I've had students kick my ass. But yeah. then like, they're like, in their head, probably like, oh, she, she's hating that. But in my head, I'm like, yes, I've clearly done something well. Yeah, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're putting putting heaps of pressure on me, so. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same when I spar my guys, especially the guys that have only just joined us over the past few months. And, like, it's constantly getting more and more difficult to spar with them. Mm. I've noticed that too. Yeah. And that's good. Like, you know, you don't, I don't know about you guys, but I never think, wow, I'm getting real slow and average I start to think wow they're really picking it up and, and then you're just you like well I've been doing my fucking job you know, yeah. I mean, yeah I've been doing That's my job it. I mean if you're still whooping your students asses over and over again then you're probably not doing well, something we well, you're probably better not, either. well you're probably not fucking teaching them what you should be teaching yeah. them either you mm. know like as a coach you should be teaching them to whoop your ass really yeah that's, that's it you know that's, and if they're if they end up being better than you I think you've done the best job possible yeah right when they exceed your yeah. success in your level and it's going to happen eventually yeah sure. it'll happen for you sure. always get fighters that have just got something special in them I guess yeah the ones through. that do that extra yeah do the extra work and yeah something inside of some people that's just can't be taught yeah can't, yeah. can't be learned 100% some people yeah that's right and some people don't have that yeah that's some people true. have got all the skill in the world but then they don't have no that heart. extra don't have the heart and yeah. the, the willingness to work hard yeah. and you start to work them people out pretty quick 
yeah. pretty fucking quick. Yeah, it's like, do you do you reckon like some of the talented fighters they get up to like that four fight mark, you know, four fights, four wins and whatnot, and then they kind of stop when it starts getting real hard. But then you've got the people maybe haven't won a lot of fights, but they're pushing, you know, that six, seven, eight, ten fight mark, and they just keep going because yeah. they're consistent. They work hard. Like I think. Jason Scott's a pretty good example of that, you know, like yeah. he doesn't have the perfect record, but bloody hell, he's gotten good because he works hard, he's consistent. And, and he just keeps going, like he doesn't yeah. get disheartened. Yeah, know? he's got like an absolute champion attitude. Yeah. He's you see with the knockout, and... the knockout guys, that's when you see it. The guys that get like three wins, three knockouts, and then they fight a guy that takes them to a decision or takes them past the first round, they've got no gas tank and then they get bashed. Yeah. And then you never see them again because yeah. they can't yeah. handle the fact they can't knock everyone out. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Seen that many times. Yep. And yeah, guys that just get everything real quick, real easy, real quick, mm. real easy. And then when they do get tested, they don't like it. You know. Yeah. So you got guys like we got uh, Brad, Brad in our gym. He's like not athletic. You know, he used to be overweight, but he just fucking works his ass off. He's man. so tough. And he doesn't matter how badly he gets beat up in sparring, how many times someone sweeps him, he just picks himself back up, smiles, just keeps trucking along, like just keeps going. But they're like they're the he's people the guy you want to train. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's right. Yeah. He does he looks awkward on the pads, he looks awkward when he spars, but he just never fucking stops. Like never stops. And he, it works for him. It too. works. He's like, one of those guys that'll be like that awkward style you come across like how do I work this guy out how do I beat this guy and he'll win fights and he's got it. heart it, it, for yeah, days it works for some people yeah. he's got heart for days too like he cause he did an interclub down at Aruda mm-hmm. and he sparred two guys and they were both obviously been trained a lot longer than him cause he's only been trained with us since we started in January and before that he'd only been trained for a few months um and at, he, a, at a less reputable yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just go with that um and yeah he was like you know, he was getting touched up by these guys in the start of the fights, like the start of the matchups. I'm not going to call them fights because even the clubs aren't yep. fights. I hate when people refer to them as <laughs> fights. Um, but yeah, he was getting touched up because they'd been training a lot longer than him and they were skillful. But then both matchups in the third round, he was like just on him, yeah. on him, on him, on him because he just doesn't fucking go away. He just doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, and I took a lot of that. And that's when we gave him the nickname Braveheart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Because he had he has a beard as well, and he's and he's, it all works out really well because his initials are BH, like Brad Hillam. I was it's like, yeah. damn, like, worked out. Yeah, that's a pretty sick nickname now. Yeah, well, I was like, that's original too. Like, how many fighters you know called Braveheart? And I was like, that's how many fighters me. you know called the Meat Cleaver? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's gonna hate that you oh, brought that up. Again. I had to do it. Had uh, to it Nicole, her last name's Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> She hates it. Oh, she no. hates it too. <laughs> so we called her, oh. called her meekly. She's like, no, don't call me she's that. And she'll look at She's like, please don't call me that. <laughs> yeah. Next time I see her, I'll make sure I uh, oh, drop that one. She oh. hates it, eh? Fucking hates it. She's On that uh, note, probably worth wrapping up. We're going to yeah, get some get, food. Yeah, I'm hungry as shit, man. Yeah. You need to go get a donut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds Are you actually going to get a donut though? Go on, do it. Oh, shit, I don't know. I really shouldn't. <laughs> like, I'm I about shouldn't. to go eat my weight in burgers. And yeah, we're going to go eat some burgers. Yeah. But thanks for coming. Thanks for the chat, thanks mate. Thanks for having awesome. me, guys. Yeah. I think that good was to pretty, have a chat with you. I think that was pretty good. Yeah. Worked out pretty well for you. Or being nervous for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Sweet as. Thanks for listening. Signing out. So there you have it. Episode two of the Gorilla Cast podcast with Carly Cupcake Gangel.
If you want to follow Carly's fight show, Pride Fight Series, she has a Facebook and Instagram. So just search Pride Fight Series on either one of those platforms and you'll be able to find it. Um, us, we obviously, we have Facebook and Instagram as well, Gorilla Cast. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram also, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. Follow us for future episodes. See who we're bringing in as future guests. We intend to bring in a lot of people from the local combat sports scene, whether it's Muay Thai, MMA, doesn't matter. If if they're in the public eye and we think they have something interesting to say, we're going to bring them in and we're going to have a chat. So, yeah, hit us up on social media. Give us a follow. And we hope you enjoyed that episode and we hope you enjoy future episodes. Cheers.